With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girlbomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. And everybody... From Philadelphia, 76 hertz of All right, I think we're good to get started. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to another Sixers Twitter Spaces. Matt Murphy and Lauren Rosen here with you after a 133-102 win for the Philadelphia 76ers in Minnesota. James Harden's debut. We will run through his stat line and the stat line of some of his Sixers teammates. It was a debut, Lauren, that really could not have gone any better. There's no doubt about that. It was a tremendous debut for James Harden. Could not have gone better. Welcome everybody in to another edition of Sixers Twitter Spaces. So happy to have you all here. We are going to start, I guess, how we always do. I can run through the box score, and as you guys start to have questions, comments, concerns, please send those to us. You can hit my um, avatar or Matt's avatar, send us a DM, ask us anything about last night's Sixers game, about the road ahead, anything you want to know about the way that the guys looked together, anything you want to know about what's going on around the league, or anything un-Sixers related. Send us your questions, and we will get to them sequentially so matt let's dive into the box score you mentioned some of it already but joel Embiid, the team's leading scorer 34 points 10 rebounds three assists and a steal james harden in his debut as a 76er flirts with a triple double 27 points eight rebounds 12 assists he shot seven for 12 from the field five for seven from three-point territory eight for nine from the free throw line tyrese maxey finished with 28 points Two rebounds, two assists, and a career-high four steals. Tyrese shot a very efficient 12 for 16 from the field, two for three from deep. Matisse Thibel finished in double figures, 11 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and three steals. More on him in a little bit. 
Um, and let's see, where are we going next? Uh, Tobias Harris, six points, three rebounds, four assists. Doc Rivers said afterwards that that didn't really tell the whole story of what Tobias was able to do. Obviously, uh, he shot more from three. He was two for three from three-point range, but that's slightly under his usual shooting split there. So good to see him get more shots up from deep. Uh, Danny Green finished with a bench high six points. But we can go into some more advanced stats. Matt, where do you want to head first? It's a great question. You said we would talk about Matisse. Thibault was part of the starting lineup. I, we have to stay with the leading scorers from last night's game with Embiid and Harden and Maxi. Actually, Maxi had 28, Harden had 27. I, I want to focus on them at the top. I think something that a lot of people were impressed with was James Harden's impact on how Tyrese Maxi played last night. His drives, his floaters, how he was able to get downhill. Felt like the Timberwolves defense was just scrambling and scrambling and scrambling. And Harden was always making the right pass. In the fourth quarter, I mean, in the game, Harden had multiple four-point plays, a bunch of three-pointers. But the way that they were rotating around the perimeter with him and others, and the way that Maxi was driving was notable and for for him to play that well and for all three of them plus some others to play that well without having played a game together before was outstanding and and I think Tyrese Maxey in a game where the team exceeded expectations as a whole Tyrese Maxey exceeded individual expectations shot 12 of 16 like you were saying uh, with the 28 points as a starter alongside James Harden. I was really impressed with Tyrese. Yeah, early days of that duo, Matt, but I really enjoyed uh, what James Harden had to say about Tyrese Maxey during his first interview as a 76er. Um, I'm going to pull up that quote. That turnt energy. Can. He's Quickly. got that turnt, the turnt energy. <laughs> Correct. Um, so James Harden really excited to play alongside Tyrese Maxey before he ever did. Um, he said, you love that young turn energy that Tyrese has. I can't wait to have that pace. I feel like we will complement each other. And we saw that pace right away. Um, the two of them on the break together in the second quarter, that's something, uh, some speed that Doc Rivers has expressed. He really wants the Sixers to improve with Tyrese getting out ahead of James, James finding Tyrese up ahead of him for the finish. And, and that one, I think, was about halfway through the second quarter. Um Great to see that early chemistry coming along. And Tyrese, just one of many who felt that same effect in their first game with James Harden. Joel Embiid, of course, in a now viral quote, said that he's never been that open in, in his career. The guy's almost surprised with how open uh, James is able to find them out on the floor. And so, again, if this is just the debut, if this is the first time they're playing at game pace together and James Harden is finding his new teammates at, at such an efficient and such an impressive rate. It's going to be really scary when he's able to do it in a way that he knows these guys, he knows their spots, they're used to each other. Matt, this was just the first time. That's something that I really can't believe, uh, and I am really excited to see unfold over these next few weeks and months. And when you ask me what stands out from the numbers, we'll talk just general feeling about the game and the team and, and answer questions shortly but the free throw numbers we expected them to be high for these players for specifically Joel Embiid and James Harden Embiid 11 of 13 and Harden 8 of 9 it's incredible um, and for it to be the first game and for Joel to say that 
he's never been more open. And, and for him to say things along the lines of how he was even surprised sometimes by the passes that Harden was making, they can get even better, which is, which is scary because they played a, a fantastic game together and as a group and overall. But some of them, Joel still scored on. So I don't think their numbers are going to drastically skyrocket because Joel, even if he wasn't expecting a pass or two from Harden, he would bobble, collect, and score. But they are superstars, and that's what great players do is they adapt quickly. And Joel is so good at learning new things and just adapting his game to whatever is needed that if Harden can play like that and be that efficient, he only took 12 shots and make such great passes, him and Joel, their their chemistry, knowing where each other is on the court and finding each other and scoring is is going to get even better. It's going to get even smoother. So I don't know that the numbers will increase all that much, but Joel bobbled a couple and scored. I think it will get even cleaner, which is a scary thought for the rest of the NBA. Yeah, I liked what you said the first time. Bobble, collect, and score. That bobble is what we're talking about, right? The guy's not quite expecting the ball to find their hands as quickly and as perfectly as it did. And sort of watching them realize what's happening in real time. We certainly saw that from Joel. And of course, with how skilled he is, even when he's not expecting a play to run a certain way, he's able to recover at a really high level. But again, once he's expecting those passes and expecting those spots, things are going to get pretty scary for the rest of the league. We talked a little bit about free throws, but I think it's worth discussing further. The Houston Rockets this season lead the NBA in free throws attempted, 24.9 free throw attempts per game. James Harden and Joel Embiid last night, just the two of them attempted 22, which would be good for 10th in the NBA. Just the two of them. 22 free throws attempted and of course they made 19 of those 22 which is an efficiency higher than some of these other teams uh that i'm going that i would mention in the in the list of of top free throw attempting teams the sixers attempt 36 last night 30 for 36 from the free throw line and there were some jokes made about how that was going to affect the length of the game matt to me i didn't really notice it that might be famous last words but uh i didn't really notice it making too much of an impact on the time of game obviously there were a lot of whistles uh in last night's contest but again the fact that those guys are going to get to the line at that rate that competes with the best free throw shooting teams in the NBA is again very scary very exciting uh, and looking forward to seeing what the two of them are able to do as they continue to manipulate defenses even further hey it's Joe Conklin join me for Conklin's Comedy Night at Parks Casino the number one casino in Pennsylvania and the official local casino partner of your Philadelphia 76ers tune in to 76ers games for special Parks Casino offers for fans Watch all the action on the big screens at the Liberty Bell Gastro Pub or the Beer Garden. And come see me live with comedians from all across the country in 360 at Parks Casino. Visit parkscasino.com for tickets. Must be 21 or over. As we pull up our first question or two, some other notable team stats. 30 assists for the Philadelphia 76ers as they're now 36-23 and 23 overall after beating the Timberwolves by 31 on the road. 30 assists, fifth time they've had at least 30. They're 5-0 and in those games. The ball movement can't be talked about enough. Harden with 12 of those 30 
assists for the Sixers. The 19 made threes are a new season high. They took 39 threes. They made 19. James Harden had the most threes made on the team with five. Joel was three for five from beyond the arc. But let's get into it with the people. Thanks for being with us. We can't wait to keep talking about this one, keep talking about James Harden and this version of the 76ers. Matt, as you bring up that first question, one more time for 27 points on 12 shots in James Harden's debut. 27 points on 12 shots. That's pretty phenomenal. Five for seven from three, eight for nine from the line. 27 points on 12 shots in his first time working with this offense. I thought you had the first question, Lauren, but it's okay. I'm sorry, I thought you were pulling it up. No, no, no. We can, I got you. I got you. I'm looking Let's at the see. ones that came in last night to the tweet. Um, a lot of them are just the feelings are great all around right now. And a lot of them are, is this real life? Is this a dream? What were your reactions? And I think in the open, we, we sort of by including some stats and how great of a game it was, maybe we addressed some of that. But the fan base can't seem to believe it. And then there was the social media reaction from the players themselves as well. Even Joel, he doesn't always go to Instagram, but he does on big occasions. And Joel posted a photo as well and says, can't believe this. Yeah. Can't believe this is my life. Right. We love a truly online NBA player. Joel's references to some iconic memes have been absolutely on point over the last couple months. Matt Rod from the BX says Harden and Harden bringing Maxi under his wing is probably the best thing to happen for Maxi's career going forward. I think that that's a really interesting point. And Matt, a point that I know you're probably sick of hearing me make uh, is that Tyrese Maxey has had some really incredible role models already since he joined the 76ers. He credits Tobias Harris with teaching him to be a pro. He credits Joel Embiid with challenging him to do more, be more, stretch himself, get out of his comfort zone on the floor. And what we talked about upon the acquisition of James Harden is now Tyrese Maxey actually has a role model in the fold that plays his position. Tyrese has improved so, so much as a shooter, as a distributor, as a floor general. And now he has someone, one of the best to ever do all three of those things, playing alongside him. I loved the way that James Harden was cheering him on in James's second game on the bench, second game with the team, the Sixers win over the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee ahead of the All-Star game. So having someone like that in his head and now having someone like that on the court with young Tyrese Maxey, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and very much looking forward to seeing how that partnership continues to develop continuing with the feelings from people out there terrell says i really think that they're ready for the playoffs asap i believe they're going to the finals mark says hey matt i'm so hyped keep the comments coming questions if you have them we will answer them and acknowledge them throughout the show looking for anything i like go ahead I like how aligned everyone is. Mark Spencer says, Lauren, James made it look so easy. Ani said, the passing last night was incredible. Uh, Terrell added, I was surprised how well Maxi and Harden were able to play with each other. So again, I, I think we're all sort of on the same page as a Sixer Nation when we wake up in the morning after something like that. Um, Chad asked, what was 
Maxi's steal steals career high. That was his steals career high last night. He had hit three a couple of times last night. He grabbed a team high, game high, uh, four steals. Matisse Thibel shortly behind him with three. But Tyrese Maxi out stole the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. The Wolves, well, rather matched the Timberwolves total. The Timberwolves all together four steals. Tyrese Maxi four steals. Matt, you know I love those weird. Uh, team versus player stats. I've already brought up a couple today, uh, but really impressive to see what they were able to do. And, and Matt, remember, this is a team that the Sixers lost to earlier in the season um, in dramatic overtime fashion at home. Uh, incredible to see them then go out there in the first game with a new starter and finish with a 31-point, very lopsided victory. Double overtime fashion at home, actually. That was a crazy game and uh you brought up matisse's name again he was in the starting lineup that's a question that a lot of people have is what's the starting lineup going to look like what are these rotations going to look like and matisse got the start he was the fourth sixer in double figures with the 11 points and the recipient of some of the great ball movement so what did you think about matisse's overall play in the starting lineup yeah, I got a question from Gwen about Matisse. Gwen said, how do you think Matisse is going to benefit from James Harden on the floor? I mean, I think we already saw a lot of it last night. It, it, it of course, takes some of the offensive pressure off of, of Matisse when there's someone that's going to demand as much attention as James Harden does. But it also puts a little bit more pressure on him to take and make open looks. Uh, but last night, Matisse extremely efficient, four for seven from the field. That emphatic dunk at the end of the second quarter, I had a question about that one. I want to make sure I shout out the person's name. Um, Sean Jay. Sean Jay says, how about the end of the first half? The vibes have never been higher. Uh, for those of you who might not have watched the game, um, Matisse had the put back at the buzzer uh, of the first half. Tobias Harris got extremely excited, as did the rest of the team on the bench. Um, Matisse's athleticism, something that maybe we don't give him quite enough credit for as a, as a collective. Uh, so really good to see him blending in. And then Matt, sorry to, to address the original question how will James Harden change Matisse's role I think his defensive role only becomes more important and that's something we've seen uh, Matisse Thibel thrive as as a primary perimeter primary on-ball defender all season long um, in the absence of Ben Simmons he's had to take on a lot more defensively as much as he was taking on last season in which he became an all defenseman Matt uh, he's taken on even more this season so that will continue and of course as people speculate about who would enter the starting lineup. This is one that made a lot of sense to me. Uh, you have someone like D'Angelo Russell on the other side of the ball who who will not be stopped if you do not stop him. So having a, a primary stopper option in Matisse when the other four weapons in that starting lineup are so potent offensively, I think made a lot of sense. And then it was cool to see him, of course, uh, embrace a little bit more of an offensive role and get the same looks that his teammates were getting. Uh, last thing I'd add, Seven rebounds for Matisse. I don't know if that's a, I think that ties his season high for this for this season. I will go ahead and fact check that for you in just a second. But interesting to hear Doc Rivers post game talking about the fact that they gave him the green light to grab offensive rebounds of which he got three to crash the boards as much as he could. And that's not something that, that Matisse traditionally does. But Doc said that when he sees the opportunity, he should go for it. So seeing him grow as a rebounder, there were three Sixers that finished with at least seven rebounds, uh, Thibel, Harden, and Embiid. That's an interesting thing to watch for for sure as he continues to to discover more about his own game yeah the rebounding another 
column or area that a lot of people have focused on with this year's Sixers team. Our friend Winona says, good morning. I'm still screaming, impressed with how Harden looked. Sixers basketball IQ just went up 100 emoji, 100%. And Harden's basketball IQ is on full display. We know Embiid is very, very smart as well. Um, Just a great game, just a great performance. Some people asking about, if we're talking about Thibault, others asking about Tobias Harris. Um, NFT Basketball says, yesterday was very efficient for James, especially five of seven won't be a normal thing. I would ask, how do you get Tobias involved? Keeping him happy is key. Tobias Harris, his, his game, even though it doesn't jump off the box score, did stand out to me. I thought taking six threes was encouraging. It's probably going to be more than that on a lot of nights. The two that he made early were both off great passes from James Harden. James Harden is going to find you in good spots to shoot the ball. Tobias also had four assists in this game. But I thought the way he moved out there, especially early, was encouraging. I think he knows that that three-point number is going to increase just by the nature of playing with Harden. He made a couple early. Uh, I think that both of those numbers, makes and attempts from beyond the arc, can go even higher. Um, So I think just sort of feeling it out, I think he's going to look better and quick. Yeah, I think it's it's actually an interestingly worded question because whoever submitted it talked about the fact that that James Harden won't necessarily shoot five for seven from three every night. And of course, that's efficiency that you can't expect on a nightly basis. But I don't think Tobias Harris will continue to shoot two of six. Two of six, of course, fine. But I think he'll get into three of six, four of six, four of seven. Tobias is a really good three-point shooter. So as long as he's getting those looks and he's putting them up secondarily to the point where I think that he's going to shoot better from three, he forces the the floor to spread in a way that only really good offensive players can. You can't leave Tobias Harris open. You can't leave him unattended because he will make you pay for it. So if nothing else, keeping him on the floor as a threat will continue to be something that the Sixers will continue to do and do well. And then, of course, I, I don't think he's going to have any problems raising those scoring numbers. Two for nine from the field is not the efficiency that we're accustomed to from Tobias Harris. So really, to me, I chalked last night up to an off shooting night, especially considering how well he was playing headed into the all-star break there will always be growing pains but there's a lot to like to me in Tobias's line uh those six threes of course really stand out like you said Matt he finished at a plus 24 which I think is also noteworthy talking about uh what he was able to impact while he was on the floor um I had a question from Dana sorry if I mispronounced Dana um about what what Doc Rivers set out to do um rotations wise and the way that he discussed ahead of ahead of Friday's game, that it was his intention to make sure that a pair of Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and Tobias Harris, at least two of those four, are always on the floor. And for the vast majority of the game last night, that was the case. Tobias has played a lot of minutes this season with an all-bench lineup. It was really cool to see him play those minutes with a James Harden, to play those minutes with someone who's extremely threatening in a way that when he was shouldering most of the offensive load with those units, uh, now there's someone to share that with. And then, of course, at the end of the game, um, they no longer needed two starters on the floor at any given time, some opportunity for the bench in the fourth quarter. So anytime that you can remove your starters, it means something's going really well. And I thought that that rotation change from Doc Rivers was really interesting and obviously very effective. And in the first half, Doc said something post game about how 
their field goal percentage was 40%, but he thought that the looks were good. And then the, the more makes started happening as the game progressed. But I thought even when Harden came out early, they were still getting the great looks because the team just had an extra pep in their step with whatever it was. I mean, if it was all because of James Harden's debut, then great. You hope that keeps going. But even when Harden wasn't out there, the ball movement with the other group that came in was really strong as well. The ball movement throughout the game was great. And it happened early. It happened late. Joel and James kind of took over at the start of the fourth quarter. When they did score the 41 points total, I know some bench guys contributed towards the very end, but the start of the fourth quarter, it was the second of James Harden's four-point plays, all of that. They they had it going pretty much all night, and it didn't really matter who was out there. I think communication has a lot to do with that. They praised Harden's communication on both ends of the floor. Chelsea from Australia wants us to talk about defense, specifically Harden's defense, and how he was playing on that side of the floor pretty well. I think overall, as this group gets going, they they have an energy about them. They're excited to play together. They're excited to learn how to play together on both ends of the floor. And James Harden's a guy that's been around, so he's going to call guys out. He's going to encourage guys. And it's not just on the offensive end as a basketball genius, as so many describe him. It's on the defensive end because he knows what needs to be done by which players at which times. So I thought... Um, that was also on display in the Timberwolves game. Yeah, the energy boost is actually a really interesting thing to discuss because when you think about the way that the NBA season is constructed, the all-star break always comes at a good time when players, coaches need a little bit of a break. So they get it, but then they come back and they have to find their rhythm for about two months before the playoffs can even begin. And once the playoffs begin, obviously things start to pick up steam. But this sort of dog days of the season period uh, where sometimes players struggle to get up for games, sometimes games don't feel as exciting as they did at the beginning of the season and as they will in the playoffs, I think it's really interesting. Joel Embiid said this last night after the game. He said as he heads into a challenging stretch in the Sixers schedule, which we will get to in just a second, uh, but the challenging stretch in the Sixers schedule ahead, Joel says he's excited to integrate James Harden into the mix amid a challenging schedule because as is the case in these sort of dog days of the season when players struggle a little bit to get up for matchups when teams aren't necessarily as exciting viewers aren't as excited people start thirsting for the playoffs to come along the Sixers instead now have a huge injection of quality of energy, a challenge to figure out how they can integrate this 10-time MVP as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So it almost saves them from the sort of down slump in the season that all teams deal with because it's understandable. Uh, But I liked that Joel is so excited about this challenge, and I like that they're able to use this moment in the season where other teams, by the way, could be caught slipping based on what time in the season it is uh, in order to assimilate James Harden into the group. Uh, Jeannie said, I jumped and celebrated Matisse's putback as though I was on the team. I don't think she was alone. A lot of comments about that play. Um, Isaiah Joe comments, talking about Isaiah Joe in the fourth quarter. Fair, we should discuss, though he only played four minutes. He shot three for four from the field, two for three from three, finished with eight points. Really good minutes. I mean, eight points in four minutes, that's big time stuff from Isaiah Joe. So I stand corrected. If I didn't give him a shout out at the beginning, I should have. A bench high eight points for Isaiah Joe. Love that shout out. 
uh, from both Chelsea. Reckless also gives a shout out to Isaiah Joe. Um, a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you guys. See, this is what we like towards the end of the space. Chris also asks about Isaiah Joe. Will he get more minutes? It's a good question. This is a team that hasn't struggled with depth at all this season, Matt. So when a guy like Isaiah Joe shows that he's ready, shows that he's able, shows that he's been working, and is able to take a four-minute stretch and turn it into eight points, all it shows is that should there be injuries, and of course that's not something you, you hope for, but should there be injuries or struggles, that's someone that's ready and threatening to come off the bench. Matt, I know you followed Isaiah pretty closely. What did you think about his stint there at the end of the game? Yeah, he's a guy that can definitely get going quickly. He never, and this is a good thing for any shooter, but he never thinks about misses and that's exactly what you want in a shooter that's exactly what you want in a young shooter I didn't see him all that much in Delaware he played a little bit kind of the playoff run and it wasn't even in Delaware it was during the bubble season for the G League but um, a guy that I have seen develop over his couple years in the league now and I think he is someone who can get going quickly and I think the depth is a good point someone asked it was Mark about Willie Cauley-Stein, he just asked about that today. Um, someone else asked post-game last night about Willie Cauley-Stein. So I think that's an interesting player to bring up on a 10-day contract, the most recent Sixers acquisition, Willie Cauley-Stein, a former top 10 pick in the NBA draft, a big man adding to the front court depth because all of these roles are going to be important as the season progresses and the team tries to solidify their playoff spot or where they are in the playoff picture right now at 36 and 23 third in the east two and a half games back of both the heat and the bulls who are 39 and 21 but an example there is that charles bassey went to the blue coats had a double double with eight blocks as well the other night because willie Colley stein is picked up paul reed stays with the sixers so there are bodies there are players that are competing four minutes down the stretch of these games or whenever someone needs a quick break here or there. Um, I think we'll see a little bit more Willie Cauley-Stein on his 10-day as he tries to inject some energy off the Sixers bench. Paul Millsap played 12 minutes against the Timberwolves. Willie Cauley-Stein played four. Paul Reed played three at the very end. But we'll see how that shakes out because Bassey goes to the G League. But there's a, now a group of front court players in that mix as well when you shift away from looking at someone like Isaiah Joe on the perimeter. I got a funny question from Kiki. Kiki says you put too many underrated stats in your st underrated stats tweet. If you had to pick the most underrated, which would they be? <laughs> Matt, do you want to pull this one up? I think it's a fair point. There were many underrated stats last night, as is the case with any good game. I try to go through the stat sheet and find sort of like the second level of statistics. Um, some of my favorites were the team sharing 30 assists on 42 buckets. Uh, we talked about the free throw shooting from the combo of Joel Embiid and James Harden, um, Tobias Harris being a plus 24, Danny Green being a plus 17, and then I think the fast break points disparity, 23 Sixer fast point fast break points and four Timberwolves fast break points. That obviously a credit to both the Sixers defense and their ability to get out on the break and speed is something that the team has been working on, transition something they've been working on and putting an emphasis into. So that I think might be the biggest one, that 23 to four fast break point disparity Matt your thoughts I think the Tobias Harris plus 24 plus minus is probably one of if not the most underrated thing from last night's game that won't be talked about a ton but 
made an impact beyond some of the main box score columns that if you didn't watch the game that you would look at. But that that probably jumps off as the most surprising from last night's game. But maybe it shouldn't be if if you really paid close attention. Um, So that's what I'll go with there. There was one that came in from FPL as a reply to the tweet last night. How well did James Harden play? I don't know if that's rhetorical or (laughs) not, but we'll repeat James Harden's final stat line. If you're just joining us, perhaps 27 (laughs) points, eight rebounds, 12 assists in 35 minutes, plus 35 James Harden, a game high, seven of 12 shooting five for seven from three and eight for nine at the line. So the answer, very, very, very well. James Harden played very, very, very well. I agree with you. Um, This one was interesting, Matt. Uh, A question from T, or rather T sends me a tweet uh, that says, has someone already made the point that Paul Millsap and B-Ball Paul on the court together would form the Paul Wall? And that is a really good question. Uh, I think that it will now come up against the Paul Patrol as sort of dueling nicknames because the Paul Wall is actually really funny. I'm team Paul Um, Patrol. But but the Paul Patrol is No offense, I'm team Paul Patrol a thousand percent there over Paul Wall. And it's not just because I had sent the tweet, but I love the Paul Patrol nickname, and I don't believe that they played together <laughs> last night. I was waiting. I was. I had it ready to go. I could be wrong, but I don't think they overlapped at all, Paul Millsap and Paul Reed. And I'm team Paul Patrol a thousand percent. Okay, noted. I appreciate that. And as is often the case as we get deeper into these spaces, we start getting a little bit funkier. Ani's asked a couple questions about my uh, solicitation of a nickname for Matisse Theibel, uh, the 76ers starting lineup last night. And I think maybe actually this deserves a little bit of our time, Matt Murphy. Uh, the process, Joel Embiid. The franchise is what Joel calls Tyrese Maxey. The machine is what Doc Rivers and Tyrese Maxey call Tobias Harris. Uh, the beard obviously speaks for itself, but Matisse Thibel didn't have a nickname. I posed a question as I was waiting for the game to start. I got some awesome responses, Matt. Uh, Daryl Morey believes that Matisse and Furkan Korkmaz should share a duo nickname of Make It, Take It. Make It being <laughs> Furkan Korkmaz, Take It being Matisse Thibel. Ani thinks that it should be the swiper. I appreciate that this debate has now, has now come into the second day my favorite Matt I think was Steven Spielberg um, but I'm open to all sorts of nicknames my preference would have been for it to be a the nickname because we have the beard the process the franchise the machine I wanted a the nickname Steven Spielberg got me though uh, Matt you don't have to weigh in on this this feels pretty trivial <laughs> but as we get towards the end of a space we always go into these types of places uh, your thoughts Matt Murphy no I want to weigh in I do find myself thinking that I wish it was something with the at the front to right? to match everything. But if the lineup changes at all and, and Matisse comes off the bench for certain matchups, whatever it is, we're not the coaching staff, then I don't think he's someone that it's entirely necessary for it to match up with those other four. I think he's such a unique person and like we see his personality come out in the way that we see it on social media and, and the vlogs and everything Matisse does that maybe if he likes it, the Steven Spielberg one fits Matisse Thibel more, but I don't know. I, I want to hear his thoughts. It's, it's so unique of a nickname spelled S T A 
S T E G S T E A L. It's morning for us. S T E A L Berg. Um, I like that. If, if he responds and says that he likes it or gives us any indication that he likes it, maybe that's the one that sticks because of its unique and funny nature. Well, Matisse indicated on social media last night that he does like Make It Take It, which of course is what Daryl Morey suggested for he and Furkan Korkmaz, which makes sense. But when they all start together, like I need something different. Um, the Disruptor, Amber says, was Matisse's nickname in college. Good to I know. Like that. that certainly works. I'm, yeah, I don't I don't mind that whatsoever. Maybe I'll cast my vote as when Matisse is in the, that starting lineup, the Disruptor is very official. It's a strong nickname in combination with that group. All right, something else that we do towards the end of these Twitter spaces. We are so, so appreciative of everybody that tunes in internationally. Thank you guys so much for telling me where you're from. More love from this morning, from Nairobi, from Ireland. That might be new, Matt Murphy. Uh, Fans in Turkey, fans in New Jersey, (laughs) fans in California. Um, Those are the ones that I pulled aside, Matt. I don't know if you had other ones. Oh, from Kingston, Jamaica. That's a really good one. I don't know if we've had that one before. uh, Matt, we love doing these, and part of why I love it so much is is when we look at, and here we go down one of my tangents, but when we look at modern technology, this isn't like a radio show where we can only reach folks in the Philadelphia area. It warms my heart to be able to reach Sixers fans around the world, and I love when you guys tell me where you're listening from. So thank you guys, as always. If you have any feedback about what you do and don't want to hear on these Twitter spaces, let us know. But shout out to Sixers fans around the world. You guys were up late last night. A lot of noise from the Perth crew during the game last night. I always appreciate your notes and DMs. Uh, from the folks watching from Perth. Um, Matt, what else do you have before we wrap this one up? I'm pretty sure that's all I have. I'm scrolling through to try to catch anything at the very end, but you know, a lot of what came in was just everyone in good spirits. Are we dreaming? Is this real life? So I, the next Sixers game cannot get here soon enough for everyone, and it's a couple against the New York Knicks. It will be interesting fun exciting all the good adjectives to watch them play at madison square garden against the knicks afternoon game on sunday eastern time 1 p.m eastern Um, and they'll try to keep it going because they really set the bar high for a debut as a group playing together for the first time james harden his debut individually great stats great energy that he brought to the team everyone was energized by him and and he delivered it it cannot be said you couldn't have drawn it up any better it can't be said enough how they performed they met expectations and beyond in Harden's debut and their first outing together in this version of the Sixers Harden calls it scary hours Joel Embiid thought it would be scary minutes 48 scary, scary minutes indeed for the 76ers last night in James Harden's debut at Minnesota. 76ers back tomorrow at New York at 1 p.m. That's a Sunday matinee. Uh, hopefully a little better for those of you watching in Perth. Um, and then as Joel discussed last night, the schedule gets a little bit tough. It's an absolute slog through the month of March. I'll go through it really quickly. Two against New York, we've said. Then Cleveland, Miami, Chicago, Brooklyn, Orlando, Denver. Cleveland again. Dallas, Toronto, Miami, 
the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Bucks, and then finishing the month at the Pistons. But Matt, that's a heck of a month of March. I like that Joel Embiid is ready to embrace the challenge. I like that the reinforcements have arrived in such an impressive way last night. Uh, Matt, I'm looking forward to doing hopefully a lot more of these with you. James asks, how often are we doing these? That is a great question, James, and we usually say it about now. Anyway, we do these after every Sixers win. Matt Murphy and I will be with you to answer any questions that you have. If you come up with questions during the game, comments during the game, Sixers-related, Sixers-adjacent, non-Sixers questions, comments, send those through in the DMs to me at Lauren M. Rosen to Matt at Matt underscore Murphy04. We will try to get to as many as we can after every Sixers win, and Matt, Tomorrow, we might be able to do this in the evening. I guess if you're still listening, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Would you prefer to do this tomorrow evening after a day game or Monday morning as has become our usual cadence? Either way, we'll hope to be with you following tomorrow's game at the New York Knicks and throughout this exciting month of March. Matt, I will let you shut it down. One of our most consistent or top listeners, Mathief, was happy that we were all gathered back together again after a Sixers win here on Spaces. You can listen to these on demand at the 76ers Insiders podcast feed. Just search 76ers Insiders. Mary is Team Paul Patrol as well. Love that. Winona is going to Sixers Knicks at MSG, so that's great too. Enjoy the game. Uh, that's pretty much all we've got for today, the Sixers now 36-23 and 23 after a 133-102 win in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. Embiid, Maxi Harden combined for 89 points in James Harden's debut. He had 12 assists as well. The team had 30. Phenomenal showing, and they've got the Knicks for a couple up next. We hope to be talking with you all again soon. Until then, for my partner Lauren Rosen, I'm Matt Murphy. Thanks as always for listening. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Do you have a digital mindset? Check out Season 3 of This is Digital. Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including driving profitable growth in enterprise software and how the new sports fan experience can drive revenue. Featuring guests like Chris D'Agostino of Databricks and Scott Crable of Tama Bravo. Check out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com.